0: If you're new here, I've got a free gift for you on how to scale your agency to multiple six and even seven figures and beyond by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself from the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Again, that's 720-792-8036. Just text the word FREEDOM, and I'll send you the free gift on how to achieve freedom in your agency and life. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners? Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. Today, I'm hanging out with Amy Hanlon. She's the president of Blue Meta Design, uh, visually showcases the impactful stories of startups through graphic design. She partners with VCs on cutting-edge investments. She's a small branding agency located in the Mid-South. Uh, she's client-focused, servicing companies that are changing the world and their communities. And she's competing against those companies in Silicon Valley for those that start up, uh, that startup business. So welcome to the program. Good to see you, Amy. Hi.
1: Thank you so much for having me today.
0: So how did you get hooked up with kind of VCs, right? I mean, that sounds... I don't know. It's 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 like a heavy word. Like oh, venture capitalists. Like oh, yeah, wow. That's you know like but like what's yeah what's like the real story there? I mean, your how how did you make that part of your growth strategy?
1: You know, I kind of fell into it. Uh, so I was in a position where I was actually just freelancing full time myself, and I was I had a full time client who was a technology startup in SaaS. And I was working with them, um had a great working relationship with them, and referrals just started flowing in. I had a mutual friend who um, was friends with a creative director at a global VC. They were looking for to bring on a few additional uh, freelancers to kind of help lessen the workload, worked on a project. It was great worked on another project, rolled into a retainer, rolled into more referrals enough that it was impossible for me to keep up. So I started an agency and grew the team. And now we service several VCs, primarily in Silicon Valley, but we also have some in New York and some of them are global. So we work with some of their offices in Europe as well and work with technology startups again, through referrals. So
0: yeah, that's awesome. So what's the agency look like now, like in terms of like people and and what's the team look like?
1: We're a small agency, um, but we are a team of seven. We stay pretty busy um, but also trying to maintain um, workloads as much as possible. We really limit um, who we actually work with and uh kind of go through the vetting process that way uh to make sure we're working with the best kind of clients and uh we have a handful of contract workers and freelancers that we work with as well but they're not um full-time it's more part-time basis
0: yeah well i imagine if you're if you're getting a lot of word of mouth through venture capitalists i mean it sounds to me like you know what you're doing
1: <laughs> i like to think so uh we've been doing this for quite a while uh the VC world and the start technology startup world is really our bread and butter. We've been doing it for. agencies been around for four years. I've been freelancing in this in this world for about five and a half years, uh, going on six. So.
0: In the tech world, that's like yeah, you know, that's like that. That's quite a long time. That, that's like a. It's like yeah. decades in uh, in traditional business, right?
1: Yes, it is an extremely fast-paced world.
0: What's the? I mean, I I hear people say this a lot, like, oh, I want to work with startups, mm-hmm. and it sounds great, like on the surface, like they need a lot of stuff, <laughs> but they also, you know, there's a lot of them are strapped with strapped for cash. Going yeah. the VC route is an interesting angle because in a way you're kind of saying like, hey, I know you don't have revenue yet, but like you do have that big seed investment, right? <laughs> um, you know, like, oh, it looks like you guys got your Series A locked up. So, you know, you can obviously yes. afford a brand. You know, it has it been like a little bit of, you know, this kind of like lucky break, but then you did the work and you obviously got the results and then that helped you continue to get the, to get the results?
1: I think that's a great way to rephrase it. It was a lucky break, but the work that we do is really good. Um, Our clients trust us. We give stellar work right at the beginning. Like It's not like we're having to go back and forth on multiple changes. We really try to work, especially with the VCs, because they are big organizations. There's a lot of hands involved in projects. We really try to work with them as closely as possible. A lot of them were fully ingrained into their system. Like we have email addresses with the VC. So we we're fully ingrained. We work with people across the board, editorial, we work with the general partners, the partners, the marketing, the design team, the full gamut. So it is it is a lot of hard work and it's a lot of being consistent and perfect and creating those relationships. That is ultimately, I think, part of our great success is people know that we understand them and we can get things done super fast. And we know the things that they like and they don't like. And um, we've just been involved with them, most of the VCs for a very long time.
0: Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e 2 msolutionscom That's e the number two m Solutions All right, back to our show. What are I like you? Said, I like that you said it. Oh, we just have to be perfect. Uh, yeah, like. <laughs> but you is do. that? I mean, because when when I think of I mean yeah, like when I think of, of venture capitalists, they're 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 putting in a lot of money, but I think they also have first of all, most venture capitalists that I know are very intelligent they're very talented. a lot of them are like you know some of them are are like former entrepreneurs like the, that have, mm-hmm. have had very very big successes like like they know what it takes to like create scale through capital and they also have like very high standards and so is that like that that's been a key part of the recipe is to like show up and like not like kind of you' you're, you're at like the pro level right I mean like you're yeah. you're in a room where people where, where people want to move fast and break things but they also want to make sure it's like you know, they're they're not breaking things because the work sucks, right? That they're like yeah disrupting a market, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's such a fast-paced world. Technology is changing so rapidly and there's so many entrepreneurs out there that are just changing the way we do business so the vcs have to be on top of everything and when they have a great idea or they have a breakthrough like it needs to be done immediately like it has to be out as soon as possible they want to be the first in the marketplace with this thought leadership or you know trends um in the mar- in in various verticals so we also have to be fast like insanely fast
0: what would give me some context? Because like, obviously you do branding, you do web design. So, like, let's say you're getting a new, uh, you know, VC calls up today and says, "Hey, we just, uh, you know, dumped a bunch of money into this new project, and we need to clean up their their brand." Right? I mean, yeah. What's their expectation of of when they see like the full package?
1: Yeah. So if we're working with a startup, that sounds like the example that you're giving. Sure. Um. So if you know it's a referral for a startup. They come to us um, and we'll just do branding as an example. We always you know, start off with our research and our kickoff call, um, discovery call with stakeholders. Um, there's, there's always that process that goes into it, uh, making sure we're fully understanding who they are, who they're serving, what the problem is that they're solving, what the solution is actually doing, um, wrapping our head around that. So in the branding process... And sometimes, there's sometimes branding from start, uh, scratch, sometimes there's a rebrand because they've changed directions. Sometimes it's brand extensions, maybe they were a seed and they got some funding and now they're an A or a B and the company needs to grow, the brand needs to grow with the company. So sometimes it's those brand extensions, they don't want to change because they've got traction with their current visuals. So it's just expanding. So it varies a little bit. We typically start to finish kind of a new brand like six weeks. So it's very fast. Yeah. Several meetings and lots of iterations. Um, just trying to get them off the ground because they need that visual identity because they are moving fast in their uh, solutions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and just thinking about tech, I mean, I feel like the t- like tech websites and tech brands, I mean, I, you know, I think because of the nature of it, they're they're kind of always on on like visual cutting edge. Like, I, I feel like it's hard to you mm-hmm. can't have like a cool, savvy tech brand. You know, like I, I was talking to somebody earlier today that does like websites and marketing for local landscape companies. You know, and it's like okay. I, you know if I were to go to my you know the, the dudes that like cut my lawn and go to their website, it's like ah eh, like like my main focus is like does this thing like does does it work? Can I book in an appointment? Can I? You know, does the phone? is There a phone number? It's like it's like these fundamental things that, like, mm-hmm. they aren't. They're not, it's not like a high stakes thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, if I look at the big tech brands out there, you know, the people that are doing really well in this space, you know, whether it's you know a Basecamp style website or you know, uh, I mean, any any tech company or fintech, right? Like the what like every the design, everything is always like so like it it's Sexy. very yeah
1: <laughs> yes it, it, it is. is
0: it is it's like it's so is. good right and like yeah. you know we recently rebranded our website this year and um, and you know pulled some some concepts and stuff from it and and the team did a fantastic job but like i'm 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 always like in awe of of tech you know well funded tech websites they just they always just look so good yeah
1: well and there's a very huge difference in a series level on a startup. So you have a pre-seed, then you have a seed, and then you have a series A, B, C, D, and go up. Um, As they're growing in those various series, um, they're getting more funding. And when you're a pre-seed or a seed, you don't really need that super sexy website just quite yet. Like you just need to get the information out there. Series A, now it's time to turn it up. Series B, you got to crank it up. So, and it just keeps going. So yes, a lot of them are super sexy and you can have a super sexy website in a series A or even a pre-seed, but it's not going to be the the depth of the website's not going to be there. So it's probably going to be a handful of pages that are sexy, not yeah. 20, 100, yeah. You know? Yeah. You got to start somewhere and build up <laughs> <on
0: that. laughs> Well and, and Amy, I love this I, I really hope our listeners are. I mean it's fun to hear your story and just get inspired by it. I mean I I love the I love the Genesis story uh, of of kind of where where you came from in this space and kind of where, where you are now. But like a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go after VCs or whatever. But I can tell you, you not only, do, it sounds like you do great work, but you also know your customer, you know your market. You're you're not just talking <laughs> about like brand terms uh, with no context. Like you're talking about brand terms in a way that is, you know, very aware of who your audience is. Like, you know, you, you know how to tie this stuff to the things that, a venture capitalist or brand new startup would um would would relate with. One yeah. one thing I think you know, without just giving you compliments for obviously like I'm sure you do great work <laughs> and like you're obviously building these like cool sexy tech brands, but like what I, I guess my question more is like how, because I feel like there's is it just a, a matter of getting like designers that are better, you know, higher more talented and like you know, they're they're cooler, like you know, I always feel like when I get mm-hmm. on a a call with somebody who does branding for like a tech company. They're always like, they always got this like vibe, right? You're like, man, you probably do like good work, right? But like, what's the, how do you, how do you find people that that design that well? Because I do see a challenge yeah. in the market for web pros, marketers, where there isn't as much uh, focus on that design aesthetic that, that, that I would like. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously designing for a market that Pays very close attention to the aesthetics and the quality, mm-hmm. and and them having that brand could be the difference between them getting their Series A and not getting their mm-hmm. Series A. I mean, these are like million mm-hmm. dollar problems. Um, so, yes. so how do you approach the design to get them to that level to be perfect?
1: It's it's a combination. So of a few things. First, we are a remote company, so I can hire from anywhere. Um, I think that that's always going to give agencies companies anything a leg up when you're remote, I can I can pull someone from across the world. I can pull somebody from my same state, I can pull somebody from east west Coast doesn't matter that that's a big thing. The other thing is taking the time and the due diligence to truly interview people. We go through we're a small agency and we still go through. We do three rounds of interviews. We make sure it's the right fit, um, both personality-wise, but also you have to have the chops. But we also work with our designers a lot. We have a lot of checklists that we go through um, because we know the tiny nuances that we have to constantly keep our eyes out for. Every brand is different with those nuances. Um, So we have lots of checklists. We have lots of uh, one-on-ones talking this is good, this needs changes, and the whys. I try to think of ourselves as a little bit of a teaching agency as well. Like we want to see our designers grow and advance their skill sets. That's a super important thing for our agency. We, we're we a little bit different. We, we have a bonus structure that we give out for our designers. And a portion of that bonus structure is they have to set goals for themselves every six months. And it is learning a new skill set. It is taking a course to advance something that you feel like you're not strong in. And we also have teaching sessions once a month. To We take an hour out of everybody's time. We teach a strategy or design concepts or a new program, a new way to do something in a program. And we talk through it and we just spend a lot of time learning. Because I think in the design ages, design world, things change so fast. Like there's always new things and new ways to do things. Um, I think it's important to encourage the educational growth
0: even as a senior designer or creative director you can always learn yeah yeah and you see that right you see these trends that like take shape right whether it's you know i know like flat style was like a big thing years ago right yeah. it was like there's like these visual trends that just like they like move through like the tech world right or you know i mean mostly the tech i feel like tech again is like cutting edge like it, it always everything looks so clean right and even like mm-hmm. like fintech like when i got into like you know, checking out some like Bitcoin and NFT projects, and you know, mm-hmm. it was like the design and the, the the application you know experience was so like refreshing and different and yeah. unique. And it was like, man, like I'm just like I don't even know where to start to think about it, my <laughs> business in this kind of visual visual frame. But I'm sure as time goes on, right, we'll see some of those those trends um, appear in other other styles of websites uh, and stuff. So, so oh, I, sure. I love that, and I love these a couple of these things. I mean, one is. I mean, the remote, I mean, I I would, I would take a gamble that most people these days um, that are listening are remote, but I think there's a big spectrum between people that like work from home and then mm-hmm. people that like run a successful, like remote business, you know, like a remote office, if you will, right. Versus mm-hmm. just like, oh, Hey, we don't have an office <laughs> and we're trying to make do right. People that actually have a culture that like thrives to some extent. By being remote. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm, that's, yeah. that's kind of what I'm hearing from you is you thrive in that way. Um, and then the, the three rounds of interview, and I, I thought it was interesting. You kind of, you qualified that and said, like, even though we're a small team, we do three rounds of interviews. Like, I would, like you know, and of course, people don't, you know, small teams oftentimes don't have time. Yeah. But like, hiring is so important. Like, it almost feels like so because you important. have a small team you should do three rounds of interviews. Like, you can't yeah. screw this up. You hire, like, one, two people a year, right? Like, don't screw it up, right? Yeah. Like, do more interviews. What What do you do on those three rounds? I mean, are you having people do projects? Or are you having them um, um, do some some sample work or just straight up, like, talking through it?
1: No, um, we don't do um, sample work. I think that there's maybe been one case where we felt like we needed to see that uh, sample work. The other thing is... is uh, I don't. I may ruffle some feathers on this one. If you're asking someone to do a project, like reference, pay them for them their time. Like that irks me. But (laughs) we always pay people if we ask them to do like a, a sample project. So in the three interviews, so typically what happens is the first interview is with me. Sometimes my creative director. I go through all of the. Resumes, look through portfolios. We select the people we want to interview. So that's the first round. It is really focused on their work, talking through their portfolio, talking through kind of their favorite projects to work with. They have like what they feel is their strong suits, maybe where they're lacking a little bit. That's really focused on the designer, like their work. The second interview is a group interview. So we bring everybody in. You get one bad apple and it is going to ruin the entire workflow of everyone. And um, group group
0: interview like like your your whole team plus the candidate or all of your candidates plus you.
1: No, nope. um, the whole team plus the candidate. Got so it. everybody gets to me, everybody gets to, you know, my younger people Call it a vibe check.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good that it's not like Survivor or something. Like you'll each get a, I was kind of like, I was like group interview. I was like, let's do it. Like you each get a rose and only one of you is going to live, right? Like, I don't know. I think I just mixed up The Bachelor and Survivor. So just for the record. Uh,
1: Yeah. So we do group interviews. Honestly, it's a lot of learning about the person as a person, what they like to do outside of work there's normally some pretty funny questions that people come up with just to throw people off and and kind of gauge their vibe again the vibe check, um, vibe check. and then if they yeah if they pass that and we do a third interview and the, the last interview is with me so it's a little bit more of the serious one really getting down into the nitty-gritty talking through expectations and you know kind of running through uh what the job would be like in more detail um and asking again a little bit more of those harder interview questions i've learned that three is the key people are normally on on that first interview they're excited they're hyped up sometimes in that second one you're getting a different personality
0: ooh like 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 anybody can be like be like cool like one time but like being cool yeah. two times is like you're you're probably more likely that you actually are cool and then like being being cool like 3 times is like okay this yeah. is who this person is. Okay,
1: this person is is being true to themselves. Yes. Yeah. So I have kind of learned that 3 is that magic number. Um I feel like for anything over that's a little bit overkill you should kind of know who the candidates and the yeah. like the front runners are.
0: So, yeah. yeah. Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash Cloudways or use promo code D-A-S-C-W when signing up. Let's get back to our show. Well, I love the thoroughness. I'm a big fan of multiple interviews. I love multiple data points. I mean, I feel like that was probably one of the key things that I changed in my hiring process was going into more of a multi-interaction process, um, and, and, and seeing, seeing how people show up, you know, over a course of, of multiple, uh, conversations. I think that, Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 you know, too, just, it it is interesting. We've had people who, you know, interviewed really well, and then we asked them to kind of come in for a group interview or we asked them to do something and, you know, through, you know, paying them for it. But, you know, all of a sudden it was like, you know, they, they told us they were like, oh man, I can't wait to get this. You know, I can't wait to be a part of your team, this or that. And then you give them like one task and it's like, it's like, you just ask them to like sell their like kidney or something, you know, you're, they're just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like I can't like, I'm there's no way I can meet this deadline. You're like, dude, it's like 90 minutes of work between now and like two Fridays from now. Like what, what's going on? Right. Um, yeah, we had one guy one time we could literally see that we had him go and do a, a test website project. Set him up with logins, you know, with a CMS that we knew people didn't know, and that was part of the the task. It was a very small uh-huh. task, and uh, and and we could see, you know, based on the the login audits, it was like the night before at like one fifteen in the morning, right? Like logs in, dudes logs in for the oh, first time, right? You know, a, do projects do at ten a.m. the next <laughs> day, right? And and then he came in and he was like, yeah, like it just it just this isn't for me. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> okay, you know, like, got it. Yep. Um Well, so. I mean, it's
1: a good way to weed out yeah. the bad apples. It. it yeah. It, it sometimes is frustrating. Like, you think you've got that really great person, and then something like that happens, and it's super frustrating. Because it is. It's your time that you're taking away from the business, you know, to do something else or taking time away from client work. But it's so necessary.
0: Oh, I, I think I, it's I would refreshing. rather do it up
1: front. Yeah, yeah I'd rather I do think it up front. Then in
0: three months they quit. <laughs> I think it's I think for that point it's refreshing. Whenever somebody yeah. recuses themselves or it becomes very clear that they're not a good fit, I'm always just like, Whew, dodged a bullet, like glad we yes. figured that out now versus uh, you know, in three months, right? So, um, well, Amy, this is this has been a fun, fun interview, fun conversation. I love what you're doing with your agency. I love what you're doing with your your go to market strategy. I think it's 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 amazing. I love that we unpacked it a little bit and realized, like, you know, on paper, it's a really simple thing to say, like, oh, yeah, we get startups through VCS or whatever. but like the reality mm-hmm. is is it's hard. Like you're leveled up, like you you're doing stuff that I would say most people would have a hard time doing in terms of the the level that you're playing, the speed at which you're playing it. And you obviously know your customer, you know your market, you're owning your market, and we love to see that on our program. So, um do you have a few seconds to stick around for our lightning round? Sure. What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Oh gosh, best advice. Um, trust your gut.
0: What? Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success?
1: Okay, so I I am a graphic designer by trade. Went to college, done it my whole life. I I I call myself a weird designer. I love spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> So I love spreadsheets. I love numbers. Um, I love the organization portion of it. I know a lot of designers do not think that way. Um, I think that attributes to quite a bit of our success.
0: Can you share an internet resource tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable?
1: Oh, uh, if you don't know about Figma, get into Figma.
0: What book would you recommend and why?
1: I actually really love Story Brand.
0: Very cool. We will link out to Donald Miller's Story Brand book. We'll also link out to Figma. I'm not sure if somebody's re- recommended that uh, yet. I have done some reviews and, uh, you know, asset reviews and feedback with some design and branding agencies using Figma. Super uh, easy to use. Very, very nice platform. So love hearing that recommendation amazing. on the program. Yes. So we'll link out to Figma. We'll link out to Story Brand on our show notes page at yougurus.com forward slash podcast Amy, how can folks find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out?
1: Yeah, um, take a look at our website. It's bluemetadesign.com. We're also on Instagram. Um, It's kind of our extended portfolio, if you will. Uh, And then we're also on LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. Well, we will link out to all three of those places your website, your Instagram, your LinkedIn. So if you want to see some of Amy's work, see what they're up to as an agency, if you want to social media social media stock uh, her and her team in a, in a normal normal way, uh, you can <laughs> check out those links at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Amy, thank you so much for stopping by the program today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want this free gift all about how to scale to six and seven figures and beyond in your agency, just text the word freedom to 720 792 8036. That's the word freedom to 720 792 8036. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.